Hello. Hello, Andre. How is hey. it going? <laughs> um, it's going. I feel like, honestly, hi everyone. Welcome to Scary Talk, episode 46. We're happy to have you here, um, ready to get spooked. I feel like, um, I, like, the season's got me a little down already. I don't know. I honestly think that, like, <laughs> seasonal affective disorder affects more people than we think. Like, I don't know. Weather gets me sad sometimes. No, same. Um, yeah, like, I mean, it's snowing up there where you are, right? <laughs> yeah, it's snowing, but I'm actually excited about that because, like, I haven't seen snow in a while. But I know, like, if yeah. this happens for, like, more than a day, I'll be, like, so depressed. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like early signs of vitamin D deficiency and like humans need sun so bad. And I don't know, but um, it's definitely a thing. But other than that, um, uh, I'm good. How are you, Shannon? I'm okay. Um, I don't know. I guess that's pretty much it. I'm annoyed that Costco is like packed full <laughs> during this holiday season. Like, fuck you guys. Like, why just I, I was literally driving in the Costco parking lot for like five minutes trying to find literally any spot <laughs> and I was not the only one and then I was like fuck it I'm going to Walmart and so that's what happened um so yeah I hope y'all enjoy your fucking turkeys because you're the reason <laughs> I can't park at Costco I know I can't imagine what um turkey farmers must be going through right now um uh <laughs> That's a lot of demand. That's a country asshole of demand for one animal. Yeah. So, um, uh, dang. No, yeah, like, I know what you're talking about because by, by where I work, there's, like, this plaza and it has um, a Smart and Final. And, like, I guess they're selling turkeys really cheap or something. Mm. And, like, the whole plaza parking lot is full. And if I want to go do something else in that plaza, I can't. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. And it's going to be like that whole Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, uh, you guys will be listening to this episode after Thanksgiving, so hope you had a good one. Um, hope your weird racist uncle didn't say anything too problematic this year, and uh, hope the food was good. So, yeah, <laughs> on to the spooks. <laughs> um, today we are talking about what should we title this? We're talking about medical anomalies, maybe. Um, um, how about the human they're not body specific- is crazy as fuck. Yeah, I guess. They're not specific cases of people, per se, but rather medical conditions that are really bizarre and scary. Um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll make a title of that somehow. You'll see. (laughs) Um, So, if y'all are ready, today I'm going to be talking to you about two things. And the first one is fatal insomnia. Shannon, have you heard of fatal insomnia? Uh, No, I haven't. Okay, um, neither had I until very recently when I researched for this episode. Fatal insomnia is fucking whack, okay? Um, this Also, this episode should be called, like, Sad Talk instead of Scary Talk, because honestly, like, the, the, the conditions that I'm going to be talking about are just, like, kind of sad, really, when you hear more about them. Like, one of them, the diagnosis is useless because it's incurable, and then the other one... Most diagnoses for the second one I'm going to be talking about are, like, post-mortem. So, kind of useless, too. Um, 
<laughs> so I, I don't know that just made me sad because like you know real people have had these but kind of putting that aside and talking more in an abstract sense we're going to be covering these conditions and the first one is fatal insomnia so fatal insomnia is this weird disorder um that results in trouble sleeping just like regular insomnia the difference is as the name would suggest that it kills you um uh, the problems sleeping typically start out very gradually but then they get worse over time and um uh, the symptoms can get pretty bad. These symptoms include speech problems, coordination problems, and dementia. Mm. Um, uh, it results in death within a few months to a few years. So just <laughs> straight up, that's it. Like, that's all you last after you get it. Um, it is a prion disease of the brain. What this means is that it is caused by a genetic mutation and that it affects certain parts of the brain. I'm not going to get too much into the... Um, exacts because it's gonna get boring i don't know that's offensive to say but like it will i'm gonna try to keep it to the meat of what this is how it affects you and why it's so scary so what it is is what it is right it's a it's a type of insomnia it is um attributed it is attributed to a genetic mutation um you apparently can carry the gene for your whole life but not actually have it be activated like until some point like there was a guy who was like in his 40s and he got it and then a couple years later he died so wow crazy stuff um yeah you're not like born with it it's not like an infant like disorder only so um uh, this thing has okay so diagnosis is well i guess I'll, i'll cover that in a second but um uh this thing has no known cure that's why it's scary. And I'm also going to like touch on that a little bit later. Um, but I just want to like put that out there. Um, that's <laughs> at least to me straight up the scariest part. This is pretty sad. Like it just gets progressively worse once you, once it's unleashed basically. And there is no, seemingly there's no cure. Uh, we haven't found anything since the first case um, of this. And that was back in Italy in 1765. So we're not doing we're like the progress isn't great on this so um what does like yeah what does the typical death from this condition actually look like like how does that occur well um uh according to what i researched it occurs in four stages and usually all four stages happen in all patients without exception like it's pretty much um kind of settled this is how it progresses um the first stage once this is activated like i am kind of dumb so i'm not exactly sure how to talk about um like the, the start of the genetic mutation i suppose it is something that kind of just switches on again because you can just get it like later later in life and that's kind of hard to understand to me if you if it's like if it's always been there so let's just say it activates so once it activates um uh, first you have increasing insomnia so it gets worse but then that's it um but then you start getting panic attacks Hmm. and then you kind of stick with that for a while um but then paranoia ensues and also euphobias um and that's just the first stage and that lasts for about four months um, then the second stage is you start getting hallucinations and you have panic attacks, um, and this continues for about five months. So it sounds terrible. Um, then the third stage is a complete inability to sleep, which is followed by a rapid, a rapid weight loss. Sorry. Hmm. And this lasts for about three months. 
Um, uh, then the fourth stage is just dementia, during which the person becomes unresponsive, they can't talk, they're mute basically, over the course of around six months, that's the final stage of the disease, after which you die. So, it's, it's pretty like, it's just awful to think about because it's so slow, but steady, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a slow death basically, and it's just like, you kind of just... I don't know, like, you deconstruct. It's kind of, ugh. Um, other symptoms include profuse sweating, pinpoint pupils, the sudden entrance into menopause for women, and impotence for men, neck stiffness, and elevation of blood pressure and heart rate. So, those are some of the other secondary symptoms. Um, uh, oh, and constipation. Constipation is very common. So, um, that's the four stages. Um, the, something that I found really, really interesting is as this disease progresses according to this article the person can become stuck in quote-unquote a state of pre-sleep limbo which is basically the state right before you fall asleep um and i don't know if you've ever been about to fall asleep but then you kind of catch yourself and kind of wake yourself again um and you become aware of the state that you were in Mm -hmm. i know i have and the state that i've realized that the state that i'm in before i fall asleep that pre-sleep limbo they talk about is um just like this groggy hallucinative state and i can't imagine living like that for god knows how many months just on end so that's pretty terrible um yeah yeah i I don't know and like sometimes because they're in that stage like where you're in that stage sometimes you'll move your limbs a little well these people will move will move their limbs uncontrollably oh my god people that have this yeah this disorder um yeah (laughs) and like the last stage once they are in that pre-sleep limbo for months that will just happen they'll just all of a sudden start moving their limbs as if they're dreaming um so yeah again the 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 onset age is very varied which is very strange anywhere from 18 to 60 years so honestly just pick a year like that's such a wide uh, range um the average is 50 so really weird um because it does happen mostly in older people there has been um, th- like people have tried to make a connection with other, um, like senile-related diseases like Alzheimer's or dementia, um, but there hasn't been a link found. Mm. Um, yeah, especially knowing the location of the gene that causes this, um, scientists are like, we know that these, like this gene and whatever causes people to develop Alzheimer's and dementia aren't really connected, so we can tell you there's not a connection at least right now. And that's whatever, except that that means that it's even harder to find treatment if treatment even exists because we have zero leads on what the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, what kind of classification this is? Like, is it just a thing that happens? Like, under what classification of illness, disorder, disease does this fall under? We have no idea. Um, I mean, we know it's a prion disease of the brain. But that doesn't tell you much. Prion disease doesn't mean much. I'm not going to get into it, but like long story short, it's a, it's kind of, like, kind of when people say, um, uh, oh, he died from heart failure. Well, don't most people technically? It's that kind of thing. So mm. um, a prion disease usually just means a disease of the brain. Um, so yeah, that is basically how you die from this. Um, diagnosis is um, suspected based on symptoms, but um, again, it's just... I mean, you know that you have it, but that's all the diagnosis is good for because treatment is basically non-existent. Um, Like, the best treatment that the article even mentions is just supportive care um, because 
it, it says you're gonna like there's no way you're not gonna die yeah since we have no more treatment so the best treatment you can give yourself is just supportive care um and i i kept wondering about sleeping pills like what about really strong sleeping pills well apparently sleeping pills um have not been found to be helpful on the contrary in 74 percent of cases they have been uh shown to worsen the symptoms uh and uh, make the course of the disease go faster so oh my God. Y- yikes i know i know That's so crazy um yeah, so the the life expectancy once you have this is seven months to six years, and the average is one and a half years. Wow. Um, now, okay, the the um, epidemiology of this thing is what's most interesting. So th- that that just means kind of like the um, uh, the uh, genetic family tree um, regarding this disease, right? That's, that's what that means. That's what's most interesting to me about this. So there's not a lot of cases of this, thankfully. There's um, about 40 families that we knew of um, as of 1998, which is the last time they did kind of a wide study on this. Um, and again, they're so like far and few in between that they have them pretty well documented because there's just so few of them. They can document all of them extensively. And... Um, uh, there's uh, eight German families, five Italian, four American, two French, two Australian, two British, one Japanese, and one Austrian family um, that have this, that, that carry this gene for um, fatal insomnia. So I, it's just weird. Like, it's super weird. Like, what I skipped over is that we understand what gene is causing this prion disease. Um it's in my nose it's some really strange name it's um the prnpg like we know that but (laughs) it's kind of useless because the the fact that we know what gene is causing the switch on this disorder hasn't helped us at all find a cure so yeah it's like cool to know but like so what so anyway but because we know that we know which families have it since we find a case and then we keep studying that person until they have children and then we see if they carry it Uh, hopefully they don't a lot of times obviously they will carry it but it will never become active hopefully so it's like the point is that we know what families have it and to me that's super bizarre (laughs) like that we know exactly what families have it Mm -hmm. um so there was an like an uh, another family back in 2011 added to the list the first family in the netherlands so they're like still trying to study this as best as they can one of the most devastating cases that I saw while I was researching this was um, the case of Michael Cork. Uh, back in 1991, here in the U.S., um, uh, there was this guy called Michael Cork. He was a music teacher in Illinois. He began to have trouble sleeping before his 40th birthday uh, back in 91. Uh, and then following this first uh, signs of insomnia, his health and his state of mind quickly deteriorated, and his condition worsened. Uh, eventually, uh, he was not able to sleep at all, and he was quickly admitted to a local hospital where physicians were initially um, confused by what was going on. Uh, there was not a lot of knowledge about this, if any, back in 1991, um, as the course of his disease progressed. Um, there were attempts to induce him into a coma with sedatives, but his brain never completely shut down. So he ended up dying two years later, a month after his 42nd birthday. He had been completely sleep deprived for six months. Oh at that point. my God. Um, I can't even imagine. I know that. I don't even know how you can survive that long with like not sleeping. I, yeah. I, I thought it was way less. I thought it was like weeks, mm-hmm. but I guess he must have slept for a couple minutes here and there it's just terrible it's terrible i hate it um uh, well like it feels, i don't like 
you feel so so sick if you miss like a couple days of sleep like it's horrid you know like it it you just need it so badly I know, uh, I, I know. I'm such a baby. Like, I feel bad if I, if I don't sleep well even for one night. And it's like, this just, I don't know. It sucks. It just made me sad. Um, the next one also made me sad, but um, not as sad. <laughs> like, what, what the fuck am I even trying to say? Anyway, I, you want to do one of yours first, and then I'll go with mine. Well, I want to talk about this more because there's something that crossed my mind about okay. this, and obviously, I don't want to like, because this is like the territory where i'm like i don't want to like be ableist or anything so we're talking about stuff that people actually deal with and i'm like oh it sucks but Uh have you seen deadpool yeah okay so yeah deadpool that's like all about like how they activate like the mutant gene or whatever to like make him a badass so like i feel like maybe (laughs) i don't want to like be like marvel knows everything because they sure as hell don't um but like what if like really really bad stress can like set off this gene because like you said like some people like they won't ever get that disease but they carry the gene um it's like what if you're just really stressed out or you're traumatized or something and then suddenly it flips on and then it's just like you hit the suicide button on accident and there's no turning it off dang like that would suck so bad i mean that is quite a dark theory i mean i don't know i mean it you know it's something um we we know that stress can have literal physical effects on the body not just psychological so i mean i suppose it's not far off but i don't really want to say anything else because like it really could be literally anything else like it could be like oh too much vitamin c triggers it like we have zero idea and that's what's most terrifying but i mean yeah stress is I, i would not cross it off that list um yeah so yeah i don't know i don't even like know what else to say i just like read it and i was like ugh <laughs> was this topic a mistake like <laughs> like this is just sad um well, i think that it's truly terrifying i think that's the big issue is like because you can fully picture that kind of like erratic decomposition of like your body when you feel like you can't sleep like you literally can't and like you start to hallucinate and mm-hmm. then like the involuntary movements like that's so horrid and like i feel like a lot of that especially undiagnosed and you know maybe 200 years ago people probably would have mistaken for something like oh they're possessed by a demon or this or that you know what i mean and it's like (laughs) um actually their body just completely fucked them over and it's like you don't get to sleep anymore i don't care what you want like that's that's terrifying yeah it's the helplessness um i mean yeah I i guess this could actually be the scariest episode of scary talk yeah, I mean, at least we're not talking so, about being yeah. buried alive because that is apparently high on a lot of people's lists of like their worst Ooh, fears. Okay, next episode topic idea: buried alive. <laughs> Just wrote it down. Perfect. Thanks. Um, oh my God. Okay, you you go. Okay. You give me something. So, I went with Andre's suggestion to me, which was spontaneous <laughs> human combustion, also known as SHC. Which is the worst acronym ever and kept confusing me when I was reading. <laughs> um, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. It was, it, it's unnecessary and I'm just unintelligent. I think that's all we've learned from this. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about a couple of um, cases first. Just, you know, like a little blurbs to kind of open you up into this. 
because mm-hmm. you know like spontaneous human combustion like i feel like i've known about that like as long as i've known about britney spears where it's just like i was a kid and i knew about spontaneous human co- combustion like there wasn't a moment where i was like yeah that's a thing like <laughs> and i don't know why but like i feel like everyone knows you know it's just yeah and and if you don't know <laughs> spontaneous human combustion is when someone is lit on fire by seemingly nothing and typically they burn to death um it's mm-hmm. crazy and random and makes no fucking sense, but there are cases of it happening. Doesn't necessarily mean they're, you know, supernatural or without a reason behind it, but we can at least explore it. So the earliest sighting mm-hmm. that I was able to find was in the late 1400s, which is actually a lot further than I thought. Um, you know, so this is Polonus mm. Vorstius. <laughs> Polonus was an Italian knight who liked wine, women, and song, apparently. So, one night he had (laughs) two ladles of a very strong wine. And it didn't work out too well for him. You know, um, Polonus is a heavy drinker, but I guess this wine was the one that finally got him. Um, (laughs) So here's what the witnesses say. And bear in mind, this was the late 1400s, so I don't know how much has changed in this story since then. But supposedly, he vomited flames, and after that was done, he burst into flames. Um... (laughs) <laughs> oh my god yeah and apparently this is Polonus is the only one who had this problem um, <laughs> no one else who had that wine burst into flames or vomited flames so people were kind of just like um Polonus is dead Polonus burst into flames <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're talking late 1400s so maybe Polonus was cursed by Degina we don't really know I literally was about to say, what if, what, what if it was a witch curse? It, it could have been a witch curse, because if you think about it, like, no one else was affected. It was just Polonus. He apparently loved women, so maybe he scorned someone. I don't know. Um, or Great point. Or a guy. I don't know. Witches are also men. You know, things happen, okay? This is... Yeah. So that's the first case I could find, and I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> um, especially because back in the 1400s, people were still partying like crazy animals. Um Something's never changed. <laughs> oh, God. I was born in the wrong decade. <laughs> you mean the wrong century. <laughs> I need to go back to, like, 1490s. That's that's where it's at. Yeah, you like Party Rock is in the house tonight. Am I right? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I need to go back and Party Rock back in the back in the 15th century. That's where it's at. Oh, so. hell yes. <laughs> so, um, this is a case that apparently had a witness that was able to share the information because oftentimes people kind of come in at the ass end of it where they're like, I don't know how it happened. I assume that they were in flames. Um, so this is about a woman who was actually mentally disabled. Um, her father was her caretaker and apparently he saw a flash out of the corner of his eye and found her on fire. And here's the really weird part, which is low-key terrifying. She was just sitting in a chair on fire. She wasn't moving. She wasn't giving any type of reaction. She was just sitting there. And then her father tried to put out the fire, and it basically just burned his hands. Um, I guess that she did live through this spontaneous combustion, but she did slip into a coma, and she died after. Um, So... (laughs) 
She just didn't react at all? She didn't react at all. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, so in, in spontaneous human combustion, there's normally no burns in the room around the body. That kind of demonstrates that the person stayed in one place. Um, but... She didn't move at all, so there's not really oh. any evidence to, like, do anything about this. Like, it just apparently happened, and he saw it, and he tried to put it out, and it didn't work. But, um, she did live... I mean, it, it, I guess it did work, because she slipped into a coma, but I don't know. It's all weird. Okay, so... Um, I have heard about that. I, I've heard that. I have heard that, that, um... I don't know, like, when the human is combusting, like, something appears to contain the flames to only the perimeter of their body yeah. and it doesn't really extend um, almost as if like whatever is lighting that match let's say that um, that gum powder is is only in the body and it's so strong the flames stay attracted only to the body it's really strange I don't know yeah and there is a theory on that which I will get into it's kind of I think it's called the okay. matchstick effect but we can talk about that later um, so in 1951, this is in July, um, a 67-year-old woman named Mary Reeser, she was found burned to death in her home after the landlady noticed that the doorknob to her house was really, really warm, and she called the police. So <laughs> this is really fucking crazy. The police go into the house, and Reeser is gone except for one leg. What happened to the rest of her? It's ash. Oh my god. It's ash, Andre. She fucking burned like hard. Um the chair she was sitting on what was also fuck? destroyed. It was done. They found out that her temperature was around 3500 degrees Fahrenheit or for you people on the other system, which is way better anyway, 1930 degrees <laughs> Celsius. Uh <laughs> So basically, like, Reading in the summer. Yeah, Reading in the summer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, needless to say, this was kind of crazy. But to make it even stranger, you know, aside from the chair, everything else in the room was intact. So, hmm. what do you think of that? I want to hear more about the matchstick effect. That's what I think about it. I think it's just <laughs> I don't like like this is literally the kind of thing that sounds like a witch curse like something's happening like some black magic but for some reason I just think this is like the most legitimate like medical freakness it's just that we can't fully explain it like I see nothing paranormal about this even though I feel like I should, yeah. it's just, I just think like it's one of those anomalies that we were yet to understand, but it must have a really good reason. I have no fucking clue. I mean, one theory for me is that we all just live in the fucking matrix. So maybe she was just like, well, I'm going to burst into flames now. And that's just what happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God. Glitch. A fucking glitch. A fucking glitch. <laughs> like, honestly, like our reality is shaped by a bunch of shit that we don't understand. So why wouldn't that happen? You know, like it could be anything. You're, you're one of the... You're one of the users that caught one of the bugs from the new bad update, so you <laughs> glitched to fucking death by burning. Oh, that would be horrible. Um, so, <laughs> I want to see what you thought about that, because one theory for the Mary Reeser case is 
well, I guess she was a smoker and that she had taken sleeping pills. And so what they think is that she was smoking a cigarette and then she took the sleeping pills. And so she fell asleep with the burning cigarette, which ignited her gown and lit her on fire. Um, mm, what about the leg? Like fire usually engulfs you completely and it travels down your body because human skin is fairly flammable. So how come the leg saved itself? Why did the leg save itself? Also, how'd it get up to that 35 no degrees Fahrenheit? <laughs> like, that's... That's kind of... That's what, a hot-ass fire. That's what bothers me the most about this one. It's like, how the fuck? Maybe it's not I uncommon. Know. I um, know. I just, I'm just thinking, like, some people in only some parts of their body must have some kind of chemical and maybe by really bad luck it is ignited while they're smoking or like it's i don't know like maybe like during one day the concentration of that thing in their body is way higher than on others mm. and also that one day they happen to put something flammable inside like you know it's like because there's not a lot of cases so it has to be i feel like it has to be one of those um a lot has to come together for it to happen kind of thing um so maybe that's it (laughs) (laughs) maybe their bodies are just flammable (laughs) thanks andre (laughs) 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 maybe it's like the devil he just like he crawls up there and blows some fire in your ass i don't know yeah maybe that would explain why it's so hot yeah exactly um so actually there was another guy there was a guy uh, a 50 year old 58 year old retired firefighter in 1986 um, like 30 years after Mary um, his name was George Mott and he was found in his apartment outside of New York uh, Crown Point New York and apparently all that was left of him was a leg and a shrunken skull and parts of his ribcage so there was parts of him left behind too and the leg didn't seem to get it which is fascinating to me um maybe it's just and, or, or the poop <laughs> it's just weird I don't know I you said there was parts of shrunken stool is that it Sh- no shrunken skull oh shrunken skull I thought you said shrunken stool like poop and I was like no, oh no 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 um, <laughs> <laughs> dang um I don't know. I'm just so puzzled. I have nothing to say. Like, I want to know what the scientists think is going on. Yeah. Okay, well, so here's that effect. Also, it's called, it's not called the matchstick effect. I was wrong. It's called the wick effect. So, um... So, there are three things that are required for anything to burst into flames, which would be high heat, a source of fuel, and an oxidizing agent, which is oxygen. Um, so the human body is mostly water, so it's kind of difficult to burn. So some people suggested Mm -hmm. that it's the fat in the human body that acts as the fuel source. And the victim's hair or clothing is the candle wick. So that's the wick effect. As the fat begins to melt, the body burns from the inside out, leaving the surroundings intact. Um, so it's kind of like we are the candle. (laughs) Um, just like... 
all of the fat in our body and then the hair. And so what happens is typically this isn't supposed to burn because we are full of water. But with the wick, it does. Um, but I mean, can, wait, can you explain the wick effect again? Like, it, it sounds like something in, you have to have something flammable inside you for that to happen. The The fat. The fat is. Uh, right. But like, what is sparking the fat? Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, that's the thing. No right, like, what is the high sort? What's the, right, like, you have the oxidizing agent, which is just the oxygen we breathe that's present in our blood and in our lungs. So it makes sense. We have a high concentration of it within us. And then the fat is the fuel. But where's the high heat coming from? Like, the fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one fucking knows. There is one scientist, sorry, <laughs> biologist, um, named Brian Ford, um, who says... That like the condition of ketosis when is like the human body produces small amounts of a flammable substance called acetone, which is in your nail polish remover. Um, he believes that if someone is like really sick, they can produce like acetone, and that there could be like a spark from the static electricity of like, you know, anything like your hair, you touching something. And that would cause you to catch fire because your body's in ketosis and you're creating this acetone. Um, that's hmm. that's one way. I mean, that's one good theory, I suppose. It, it's like I said, it's one of those things where a lot of things have to come together at, at one very unlucky moment for you to combust into flames. Like, yeah. not only do you have to be six, but you have to be sick enough to produce acetone. And that acetone then has to be sparked by something that you touch because you're very unlucky. So, I mean, it's something. Yeah, I yeah. suppose. And another theory is it's the methane built up in your intestines, and that somehow ignites. So, you know, farts before they became farts. I I just feel... <laughs> oh my god. Fart killed her. Um, <laughs> I, I just think it would be more common if that was the case. Mm. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like you would be more common. Hmm. Well, there is alternative theories. Um, <laughs> one guy, Larry Arnold, he wrote in a 1995 book that there is a subatomic particle that we haven't identified yet called the pyrotron. And <laughs> drinking a lot of alcohol, it would be one way to get, um, flammability in your body. And the pyrotron would make you burst into flames. And this is hugely pseudoscientific. <laughs> <laughs> Not just because it's called the yeah, pyrotron. Uh, <laughs> it, is he saying we've, we haven't identified it because he's the only one that thinks he has identified it, but the, like the, the, the mainstream scientific community hasn't identified it? Because if so, this is smells like bullshit. Like pyrotron? Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. It's the pyrotron. <laughs> and then my personal favorite because we're getting a little spoopy um in 1976 a writer named michael harrison was bringing up the idea that spontaneous combustion is a cause of poltergeist activity and as we talked about before poltergeists aren't necessarily ghosts they're just human beings with a lot of emotions creating things that behave in a ghost-like manner i.e. things that couldn't possibly happen due to, like, psychic energy or psychic upset. So you fucking burst into flames. 
Wait, I didn't know that. I thought poltergeists were just ghosts. You're telling no, me poltergeists bitch. are we're like talking, tulpas? This is like episode 7. Why are you not even... You need to get with I it. I feel like... What? What? No. Is my memory trash? Did you just talk about this back then? I just don't remember. We talked about this. Poltergeists are <laughs> like crazy energy. Like it's an energy thing. It's not a ghost. Interesting. Okay, okay, fine. Okay, well, that's um, what I have for you. Well, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I feel like, honestly, if it's not the acetone... Um, I'd go with Witch Curse before anything else. Really? <laughs> like, Even though you were saying this is the most uh, rational yeah, l- fucking phenomenon? Legit, yeah. Like, I mean, watch, like, the third season of American Horror Story, Coven. It's about witches. Like, fire is just, like, a central element to that plot in that series, in that season. Like, just witches fucking burning each other all the time. Like, it's what they like to do. And if witches are real, and if witches are still doing shit, and then you know maybe maybe that's what it is it would also explain why it's so sporadic and it doesn't happen very often like that's the thing that puzzles me about it because some of the theories that you posit like appear to me that it would make this a a more common occurrence but it is not it's a very sporadic strange freak thing so i i don't know um but the acetone thing sounds the best to me um yeah so huh i mean I'm just going to say we shouldn't blame everything on witches because witches are pretty cool and sometimes they don't want you to burst into flames. They just want, like, you to, like, hang out with them in their organic garden, you know? Mm, I think you're thinking of modern-day Wiccas. I think legit-ass witches will just, like, burst you into flames if you cross them. So I am not playing with that. I'm not hanging out with any witch. (laughs) Well, I have bad news for you, though. Sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> also, to all the Waking community, please do not curse us. We don't even know if you curse. We are sorry if we offended you. Please leave me alone. We love you. Only love and peace here. It's scary talk. Please now, stop on to the next thing. Andre, he can't sleep at night anymore. It's getting old. Um. <laughs> oh my god, I do not want to get the fatal insomnia. Okay, like knock on wood, Wakens, please leave me alone. I meant no harm and no offense. Now on to sads. You were talking about um, uh, acronyms earlier. Well, I'm going to talk about S-A-D-S, SADS. This isn't um, uh, seasonal affective disorder again, is it? (laughs) No, it is not, even though it sounds like it. No, SADS stands for sorry, am very sad. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Okay, that was stupid. Um, (laughs) um, Nothing, nothing. No, no, no. Um, uh, SADS, uh, supposed to what it sounds like, is not a form of depression. Um, it is sudden arrhythmic death syndrome. And it is fucking freaky. Okay, get ready for this. So, <laughs> sudden arrhythmic death syndrome is just when otherwise young, healthy people just fucking fall dead out of nowhere immediately. Mm. So, Doesn't what that, can I tell you? <laughs> that kind of sounds fucking witchy too, though, you know? Uh, uh, this 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 thing actually has a whole like the article that I read on this actually has a whole of like um cultural background um uh, section on this syndrome and it is all like paranormal shit that the local culture thinks is causing it and the reason I say local culture is because this syndrome is predominantly present only in very specific areas of Southeast Asia it's like really weird and that sounds like something that maybe like um like like epidemic but it is I mean well I guess any thing that happens 
a lot can be epidemic. What I meant to say is it sounds like it could be just like a local virus to an area or something like that or like an like an infection. It's not. Like it's not. It, like this syndrome when, when people die like this, they're um extensively tested for um anything like that. Like during autopsy and nothing like that is found. So, let me get into this. Um so this thing is rare in most um, areas around the world. Um, however, um, yeah, I, I do, I do want to read this um, kind of quick summary of the article. I feel like that's going to give the best introduction to this. So this syndrome is rare in most areas around the world. Um, it occurs in populations that are genetically distinct. Um, however, at the same time, it occurs within very specific populations of Southeast Asia. Um, people who uh, carry this syndrome with them um, have the vulnerability of dying suddenly during sleep. Um, the syndrome was first noted back in 1977 among Southeast Asian Hmong refugees in the U.S. and Canada. This syndrome was again noted in Singapore um, when a survey of records showed that 230 otherwise healthy Thai foreign workers residing in Singapore had died suddenly uh, unexplained causes um, between 1982 and 1990. So we found like we found a survey of records, an old survey of records. We like retrospectively analyze them, and in eight years, two hundred and thirty foreign Thai workers in the U.S. and Canada just died, just cuss wow. out of nowhere, and they were healthy. So, um, now what causes this? Um, we have zero idea. We know that, like, I mean, even when I think about this, like, I think like, okay, what can cause a death in a young person? Well, a heart attack, I suppose. So having heart disease, having like congenital heart disease, because you don't usually have the regular kind of heart disease if you are that young, if you're a young person. Um, so, okay, that's an option. Um, but these guys didn't have that. Uh, oh, also, it's predominantly men. So it's predominantly southeastern men that die of this. And it, it's it's a really strange pocket, if you ask me. Mm. Um uh, maybe, like, something re- related to medication could, like, have a weird effect in you, but, like, a lot of these people were found to not have been taken medication or t- taking medications that had no reason to conflict one with the other, so, like, it, it, it just didn't add up. Um, my, my point is that, like, scientists have looked at rare diseases, um, and they've also looked at possible causes for young deaths. But th- these are, like, the most general guesses. We have no idea why people are dying of this. Um, at least, not in the scientific sense. I'm going to get into some other shit in a minute. Um, so, yeah. Uh, no cause of death has been found, basically. So, how about that? Um, now, there is... Um, something to note, even though no official cause of death has been found in all of the extensive studies that have been done since this disease was discovered, this syndrome, um, there has been extensive research showing that people 18 years or older um, that died from this were, in, like, post-mortem found to have suffered from hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is a condition where your heart muscle gets really thick for no obvious reason, and then that makes it harder for, like, your blood to pump, etc., etc., and you can die abnormally and very suddenly from this. 
Um, super duper weird tangential fun fact. I did mock trial back in high school, and I was the defense um, for a case dealing with a strange death that was later found to have been caused by hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. So weird ass shit. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, th- this is the most commonly identified abnormality shared between a lot of people 18 or older that had died from this thing, but that is literally the only thing connecting them. And then all of them who died from this syndrome had that condition of cardiomyopathy. So it, nothing is conclusive. It's merely, uh, it's kind of a trail-ish, um, but not no more. Um, some people like say stress and I'm like, yeah, but that's so fucking vague. Like uh, stress apparently can also cause you to combust into flames. So honestly, okay. Um, so yeah, I love the diagnosis portion of this article. It says diagnosis. And then it says diagnosis usually occurs postmortem period. (laughs) That's all of it. (laughs) So basically if you died, we know you had it. Um, (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of like if you're a witch and you drown we know you weren't a witch oh so <laughs> you'll go to heaven um yeah so okay funny enough i expected no treatment to be available for this but kind of like the other one like oh it's just like it's sudden and you just die yeah. there's a treatment for, there's a very specific actually and very real effective treatment for this surprisingly it's just that you need to catch it immediately basically like from what i read a lot of the people who end up being diagnosed with this after they die um like friends will say that they said that they were having like weird chest pains like um a week before or something like that but that gives you like say a week or two weeks to tell yourself oh i'm having these pains and then google what that could mean and then somehow come across sudden arrhythmic death syndrome and then go to the doctor (laughs) And then have this thing implanted in you, which is what's going to save you. Like, that's not enough time. Anyway, the treatment, the only proven way to prevent this thing is with an implantable cardioverter defibrillator. Basically, if (laughs) this sudden arrhythmia kills you, this little machine will, like, fucking pop you back to life. Um, And that's the best treatment. So, yeah, I don't know. That's the most fucking intense (laughs) treatment I've ever heard. I know, like, the treatment is bringing you back from the dead. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Um, Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, within a very short window. Um, Yeah, so, okay. Now, uh, again, just like last, just just like the last one, this one has um, an epidemiology section, and it's very interesting. So, again, we're going to look at where the fuck this came from, what we know so far as far as, like, the, the, the family tree of this disease. So, in 1948, there were 81 series of similar deaths of Filipino men in Oahu County, Hawaii. Um, uh, this did not become relevant until a while later, so a lot of these people went without knowledge of the syndrome or help and they obviously just died um this uh syndrome became more significant in that specific um community as years went on so again uh, clearly to me something weird going on with the genetic pool in that area like right like that's bizarre um by the year 1982, the annual rate in the U.S. was high with around 100,000 um, cases of this among um, Loatians, so people from uh, Laos, um, and uh, another 100,000 um, among other um, genetically related uh, ethnic groups, and 100,000 cases among Cambodians. So, like, this is really 
weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. this group of people, like, exclusively, all from kind of close neighboring countries, all in Southeast Asia, most of them men, are having this. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Now, um, uh, okay, <laughs> so listen to this, right? So, Southeast Asian immigrants, uh, who were mostly fleeing from the Vietnam War, this is back in the uh, 70s, most often had this syndrome, uh, marking Southeast Asia as the area containing the most people with this fatal syndrome. Okay, this condition um, appears to affect primarily young uh, men from uh, Laos, um, uh, median age for this is 33, and uh, young men from Northeastern Thailand. Now, why I mention this? Because <laughs> people deadass think it's a ghost. So people in these areas where these young men are being affected think that it's actually the ghost of <laughs> an old hag that sits on you uh, at night and like causes sleep paralysis and then you stop breathing and you die. So oh, um, God. let me get into <laughs> let me get into this a little bit more. So um in a medical journal, um uh a, 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 a Loatian um, medic suggested that these Loatian men um, were being killed by their own beliefs in this spiritual world, otherwise known as, quote-unquote, nocturnal pressing spirit attacks. Um, <laughs> in Indonesia, these are called uh, Dijueton, which translates to pressed on. Uh, in China, it's called Beiguiya, which translates to crushed by a ghost. And and uh, in Dutch, not that there's Dutch cases of this, I'm confused. Um, uh, this ghost presence is called a nightmare, which is basically a nightmare, right? It even sounds like it. So, yeah. um, uh, and Mary, the, the Mary and nightmare. Fun, fun, fun fact. Um, it comes from the Middle Dutch mare, which is an incubus that used to lie in people's chests, suffocating them. Oh my so, god. So. I'm I'm not saying <laughs> hundreds of thousands of young Southeast Asian men are dying because a ghost is crushing them. But I am saying maybe they are. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So this phenomenon of like having a ghost like basically <laughs> sit on your face. That sounds like oddly sexual, but I'm not going to laugh at this. Okay? okay. So having a ghost sit on you is known as... Um, Dap Swam. Um, uh, and what this is, is specifically in, in, in Laos, is they think, like I said, that the ghost of a, this hag-like ghost of a jealous woman, for some reason, sits on you when you sleep, um, and then you die. What's that reason? Um, <laughs> I made a lot of notes here, but basically, if you stop sticking to your religious rituals for a while, if you forget to pray for a while things of that nature she'll come to you um and kill you <laughs> like so like man <laughs> um uh Loisian people do not play around okay nope. like you either say those prayers or you die um wow. so yeah okay so during the 1970s and the 80s when an outbreak of this syndrome began many um uh southeast asian people were not able to worship properly due to the guerrilla war uh, that was covered that was going on in laos that was um i keep pronouncing this country like three different ways in laos um that was connected to the vietnam war so um because of this a lot of so again because a lot of people weren't able to worship properly a lot of um laotian people believed that um because of that um like perform like 
religious rituals weren't performed properly and so and they're like sacrifices that were supposed to be made weren't made like rituals weren't like carried out shit like that the ancestor spirits of laos um uh, did no longer protect these uh loatian um like people fleeing from laos and so evil spirits would be able to reach them now and one of those evil spirits was the hag ghost woman so it's complicated but <laughs> i'm trying my best here <laughs> um basically that's what they think um after um the war the u.s government um scattered a lot of um these uh Loatian refugees uh to 53 uh different cities across the u.s um and when they kept having like because sometimes they say that like the ghost women would visit would visit them but wouldn't necessarily kill them Mm -hmm. um maybe she'd come a couple other times before killing them so when these people kept having these ghost visitations they would look for uh shamans which is what they used to do in their native country but since they couldn't find uh many um uh uh, loatian people suspect that that's why a lot of those people died a lot of those uh, loatian people now in the u.s back in the 80s ended up dying because they couldn't find shamani help um so (laughs) there's that (laughs) um that's basically what i have uh they um let's see they're yeah, that's basically what I have. Like, all I had left was a description of the woman, but it's basically what I told you. She's, like, a hag-like. Her name is Bangungal. Um, and say that ten times in the mirror. Um, and she sits on you and paralyzes you. So, I mean, maybe that's it. That... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hell, right? Like, shit. Like, this article has twice as much information on society and culture than it does on treatment or epidemiology. So, honestly, maybe it's a fucking fat-ass, like, ghost woman. Who wants to sit on you and kill you? I know. Um, <laughs> I know this is like fucked up. I like. I'm trying to make fun of this, but like, I just thought of like <laughs> Nicki Minaj in like a ghost gown, like <laughs> sitting on me, <laughs> like suffocating me, and I just die. Um, I'm sure a lot of men I mean, would like that, yeah. just not you. Um, <laughs> um, so I I wonder also. Yeah, th- there's. It happens so instantly. Maybe it's just like a broken heart. Like maybe all these guys just got their hearts broken and it just was just like, well, can't live anymore. Like that kills people, right? That's, I mean, supposedly I've heard that. Yeah. That's interesting. What what puzzles me the, what puzzles me the most is the um, sudden rise of this syndrome and then the sudden kind of... Uh, downslope of it like 70s and 80s hundreds of thousands of cases in this very specific pocket in this very specific pocket of a demographic in neighboring countries in southeast asia and then it kind of went down and there's not that many cases happening yearly anymore so it's like Mm. i wonder if it was just some weird fucking like bioweapon gas these people ingested during like the times of the vietnam war that somehow traveled like via air to those regions like i i'm obviously really extrapolating here from nothing but like you know what i mean like it's it feels a lot more targeted if not intentionally then maybe like like whatever entity like releases by a weapon didn't mean to target them specifically but it spread around quickly for somehow like 
well, uh, or through the water. Like, what about hysteria? Like, what if there was just a few, and then like people start getting paranoid? Like, oh, he's my age, and then they fucking fall dead. You too. don't die from hysteria, Shannon. Uh, well, what about the dancing plague? Wasn't that partially hysteria? Yeah, I mean, if you think that's what it was, <laughs> some people like. Mod- I remember when we were talking about it, like modern. Um, scientists not thinking that it could have been, um, oh my god, like a type of plant or something? They Like a mushroom, something like that? That seems more like it. And even if that was the case, and it was hysteria, um, like, these people didn't do anything. Like, they weren't showing weird signs, or like, oh, I'm gonna like, like, flail my limbs around, or dance, or they were just, they would just have the chest pains, and then a week later die. It's like the ring, but chest pains. So... I guess, <laughs> like seven days it's kind of fucked what bogs me about it is like that there's so much we don't know you know about anything about everything yeah like it could be black mold it could be some weird plant that only exists in those areas it could be some bird that only exists in those areas just pecking people and spreading disease like we just don't know Dude, anything you know i i i love that you're saying that because that is so true like but both both of the things like one that there's so much that we don't know and that's terrifying and i think people realize there's a lot that scientists have like zero idea about um because we kind of just like like blindly put our faith for any medical condition on modern medicine but there's a lot of that modern medicine doesn't quite know yet and you know as disappointing as that is that's the reality but also what you said about like it could be literally anything um that's more terrifying somehow because like you literally do not know where it's coming from and say you're a young man in the 80s living in laos just living your life and then people start dropping dead around you and you're like holy fuck should i stop drinking water should i stop going outside should i stop handing like shaking hands with people like it's just like i would have no idea what to do um yeah, yeah. what can you do <laughs> yeah. i mean like in Like, in all likelihood, I do not think it's, like, fat-ass woman killing people, like, ghosts. But, (laughs) and so, because of that, it has to be something else. And, uh, yeah, that's just, like, super scary. Like, somehow, if I was in their their position, I almost wish it was, like, the fat-ass woman ghost. Because then I would have, I would know what to try to target, you know? But if you have no idea what you're trying to target, like, the threat is invisible, and it's everywhere. Um... Yeah, that's scary. Spoopy. Yeah, we're all helpless in this universe, and snow is coming down, and PG&E holds the power of my power in their hands. Um, <laughs> Quite literally, they hold the power. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, that is what we have for you, everyone. Um, thank you for listening to episode 46. Um, I hope you got spooked with us. Um, this actually was pretty scary. Shannon, you were right. Um, uh <laughs> Yeah, if you all have any ideas for um uh, for any episodes, if you if yeah if you have any episode ideas, please do DM us at Talk Scary or at Scary Talk on Facebook. That's um at Talk Scary on Twitter and at Scary Talk on Facebook. We are also on all podcast listening platforms. Uh, we're on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, etc. Um, Shannon, anything else? Um, nope. I. Hope y'all have a wonderful week. If you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, good for you. I hope you eat something delicious anyway. I well, they, it, they're going to be listening to this after Thanksgiving, so we hope you had a great dinner and that you didn't suddenly combust while eating turkey in front of your family or uh, drop dead. So don't. Yeah, drop hope it was a fun dead. one. See you Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, good night, everyone. Oh, wait, uh, the Gina Mothman, Shannon. Andre. Andre, good night. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>